I'm matchmaker Maria, the founder of Agape Match. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, I answer your dating and relationship questions and interview experts to give you the tools to find or keep the love of your life. This is Ask a Matchmaker. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. This is Matchmaker Maria, and I am so excited to introduce you to one of my friends this week, Iris Smiles. Welcome to the podcast. Um, <clears throat> thank you. <laughs> so we're actually friends in real life, and she did something really crazy this week. But before we talk about that, I really want to talk about who you are, like in the public, in public society, before we talk about personal stuff. Uh, so Iris is an author. She has written three incredible books. I'm going to include the links to these books in the sh in the show notes, but they are fantastic. I loved reading Iris Has Free Time. I loved reading Dating Tips for the Unemployed. We'll talk about that in a second. And then last year's book was Droll Tales. Yes. Which is uh, like the media called Delightfully Weird. Yes. It frequently gets referred to as weird, but in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> so. I love that. And, you know, her stories, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brag about my friend now. Uh, her stories and poems have been featured in the New York Times, The Atlantic, uh, Vogue, Paris Review. Yep. We've got we've got the whole thing. And now you're on the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Now I, yeah, now I'm finally reaching the summit. This is it. That you've invited me on. I know I've arrived. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, okay, so Iris, author, uh, before we talk about the personal life. Let's talk about, I really want to, I want to give a, a layout of the plane of our friendship. We met through another author. Yes. Jennifer Wright, mm -hmm. who I have had, I think on the podcast a very long time ago because she writes incredible books as well, mostly nonfiction mm -hmm. with her humor intertwined in yes. the pages. And I, do you remember meeting? Yes. Uh, you were, I think throwing a party for her at, uh, for one of her books for at a at a hair salon? Yes. I was throwing for her first book, I threw it at I think at the John Bartlett salon. Yes. Uh do you know do you know what I remember about that? I remember two things and they'll remain for me forever. The first thing is that I had purchased like four cases of champagne. Is it four cases? It's like like twelve bottles of champagne right. each yeah. case. And I thought, this is enough for an hour and a half for forty people. And it was forty journalists that were coming to Oh yeah. Oh, I um, see the problem. <laughs> yeah, like they they we ran out of alcohol in like thirty minutes. Yeah, like I couldn't believe it. And then the second thing I remember about that party is you. You showed up in this patterned three piece suit. Yes, I do remember that outfit. That was a good suit. It was a three piece suit, plaid. It's a men's suit, but tailored to you though. No, it was just uh, a little small, and I just uh, it, yeah, men's clothes somehow fit me better. It looked so good. It, you just made such an impression. And then, we, you know, we hung out a little bit. And then we found out that you and I summer in the same place in Greece. Yeah. Which blows my mind. Because yes. I see you. This is my first time seeing you in the States in years. But I see you every year in Greece. Yeah, that is really strange, especially because most Americans uh, don't go there or know about that area at all. Yeah, it's just I don't know only if you Greek tourism. Find that. Yeah. Whenever people ask me, oh, which island do you go to? And then I have to break their heart and tell them it's a peninsula. They always seem disappointed yeah. that it's not Santorini or Mykonos or yeah. something. And there's like no clubs. Right. 
we used to have a club uh. many years ago. It's lore, the local town lore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's so strange of all places, this tiny little village in Pilion that... Uh, yeah, We're just... and my, you you live there in the summer, and my sister lives thirty minutes from you, and so even like last summer and this summer we rented a place in it's the little village is called Galanera, which literally means good water, mm-hmm. and I remember being there last not this summer but uh, twenty two summer, and we were just hanging on the beach every day. Yeah. And then the following year, you're on your bike. I was like, oh, no, there's, there's Iris. I this, see Iris in Greece and not in New York. This summer, it was very funny, too, because you had we had talked earlier about like, oh, when are you going? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. We'll, we'll uh, connect once you're there. And then I was just kind of putting my towel down at the beach at Nagual. And uh, I see a text message from you saying like, oh, we're here. And uh, where are you? And so I'm like, oh, I'm at the beach at Nagual. I finished texting you and then I look up and you're two uh, lounges away from me. And I'm like, <laughs> I just walked Here over. Here we are. Um, and have you, you happened to be there when um, Tropical Storm Daniel came through, right? Is that what it was called? That's what I think. The Medicaine? Yeah. In September. The first ever, September 5th, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. That was terrifying. That yeah. was a really the worst storm I've ever been in on all the my house is quite remote too so like the 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 bridges to that area went out the the roads were destroyed because there's no cement road there it's just a dirt path mm-hmm. so it was just it was just a river the topography flowing. fully shifted i mean yeah it was a serious serious damage and and we lost power no water for days yeah it was kind of a miracle that that we got out at that time i was staying there with uh, my uh, normally my family's there, but they had left. And my girlfriend, Laura uh, Lobdell, was visiting. <clears throat> was this her first time in Greece? Yes. Oh, my God. Imagine, like, this being your bucket list item and you experience yeah. Greece's period, first period, tropical storm period ever, period. And, you know, nobody was prepared in no. the village. Because normally we get, like, little squalls, like, severe, but they're over in an hour. No one expected the equivalent amount of rain that Greece would get in three days in, I think, like, what was it, 10 hours or something like that? Yeah. I mean, excuse me, the equivalent rain that Greece would get in three years, it received in 12 hours. Yeah. They said it was the worst storm in recorded history in in Greece. Right. It was was totally uh, crazy. And nobody was prepared. Because I think also everyone in the village were like, yeah, we're going to have a little rain today. Did you hear about the storm? My um, other friend, Maria, who lives in Volos, we were planning on having dinner that night in Volos. And she's like, yeah, there's supposed to be a storm, though. So let's see. Maybe we'll, you know, postpone it for another night. Right. But we'll see how it goes. And then... And then it just, and the lightning, I mean, was just, it just wouldn't go. It was, it was, it was really terrifying. It's funny because I, you know, we have a lot of family there, right? My sister lives Mm -hmm. there, my nephews, but also my, my son's godfather lives there. My, my brother-in-law's family lives there. And of course you live there and you're living on the water there in Volo City. That's where um, Iris lives nearby. It's, that's the closest city. Again, it's only a few kilometers away. So when we say when I say thirty minutes away, it's only thirty minutes away because it's, there's only one road. Right. <laughs> so yeah. you've got the traffic. Otherwise, it would be like seven minutes. But um, it was interesting watching your perceptions like in real time shifting because at first it's like, oh, we have some rain today. Right. And then Chrisula was like recording the outside. And she's like, because my sister lives opposite. I don't know what you call. I know it's called Arema in Greek. I don't know what it's called in English. But like, you remember 
for those listening, do you remember the movie Terminator 2 when Arnold Schwarzenegger is riding that motorcycle in this thing? Do you have no idea what I'm talking about? Anyway, it's like, so it's like where the water goes from a mountain. It's like redirects it, kind of like a canal. Okay. But it doesn't always have water. So my sister lives like opposite this. Oh. So because she lives right, you know, where Pilion Mountain is, she lives right there before it becomes vol like right when it becomes volos right yeah so all the water that comes down from the mountain it it gets rerouted this way and it's like about 30 feet deep and i you know usually in the summer when we're there it's empty right and i was just there a few weeks ago and it was it's bone dry because there's not been any rain and crystal is showing me video and she's like uh it's like all the way up it's like filled up like 30 feet of water is just you know heading down this way. And then um, the next day when it got really bad and Crystal lost power, I'm watching CNN and they're covering the storm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that looks like Crisula's house. That looks like, you know, my sister's house right there. And it was like, they had oh parked God. it and it's like facing her house because the bridge near it had collapsed. Yeah. The walk, the pedestrian bridge. Um, and then you're posting on Facebook and Instagram stories about what's happening when you're in. And I'm like, how are you going to get out of there? Because I know what the topography looks like. I saw that the bridge had collapsed as well. You know, I don't know. It was just, it was so, it's just a very odd experience from far away. Cause you're like worried. It was kind of a miracle. And luckily I have a lot of friends there who rallied and, uh, you know, helped me to escape because also, uh, in, a few days I was supposed to fly to visit my uh, now husband, but mm. then just a love interest. <laughs> so I really wanted to make that plane. And I wanted to live, you know. I wanted to live because I wanted to live, but also I, you know, was excited yeah. to meet this guy. But, you know, it's funny because, like, Cursula was, like, safe in her house. Her house was good. Her neighbors opposite that Emma were not necessarily that good. But, you know, people around her neighborhood, it was very bad. They didn't yeah. have electricity for a really long time. They didn't have water for a long They still don't have drinkable water. Really? Um, no, yeah. You know, they can't even, it's not even boiling. I think they have like E. coli in the system or something. So oh they have to even brush their teeth with bottled water. But then I'm, listen I'm reading your stuff and I'm like, is Iris okay? Like I was screenshotting stuff because I knew she wasn't getting everything to, to my sister. Like we got to check on Iris. You, I mean, you were like, it was like a escape route because you're on the coastal town of this. Yeah. And uh, all of the, the, the roads connect. There was one brief after sort of three days, we decided to make a break for it. And a friend of mine there who is like one of like a volunteer, part of the volunteer rescue. And so he uh, came from Volos and went all the way up into the mountain and then back oh, down, down. Wow. and managed to get to us. We, we couldn't come down on the road. We walked along the way to meet him to get to the main road. And <clears throat> there was a few close calls. He got a flat tire. We managed to sort of get through in this lull in the storm before it picked up again. And then we were trying to, we got, uh, when we finally got to Volos and getting out of there was horrible really because uh, there were dead animals, on, drowned animals on the road. Um, wow. I mean, it was, uh, terribly you sad. To, like at that moment, I remember before I left you, you were about to foster or give some cats away or something. like something was happening. Oh, I had, I, well, I had sort of adopted these stray cats that I was taking care of in the, in the summer. How are they? Now they they're, it? they're fine. But so I had a plan to give them, uh, over to the neighbor right. for their care. And by neighbor, this is like, you know, some 
houses down on the beach. Again, not there's no road there. So, um, so now it's this crazy storm. I'm wondering how am I going to get the cats over there? Finally, luckily, I got managed to get in touch with her, and so left the cats, left some food and the keys, and for her, and so she was able to collect them later. But at a certain point, my friend Laura was like, "We need to get out now. We have like a, we need to get out now." And Did I'm your like, house? I'm not leaving any... the cats. <laughs> Did your house suffer any damage? It's very strong, and where it's located, okay. so it was it was fine. The water just sort of rushed past and emptied out and into the sea. The sea was just all brown. I bet it was. Just just, uh, and like you said, it's a peninsula, so it's going to – I think there's right. like a swim advisory now for the next two years or something like that. Oh, dear. Th that puts a crimp in uh, the idea of a wedding party there. I don't know. Don't. Yeah. I mean, that's what Shul <laughs> told me. I think, they, I think they said it was like a year and a half or two years before um, – uh, I know that my my son's godfather, who's one of my husband's best friends, he lives in Volos, but he had his house uh, in that village that <laughs> – I'm not trying to laugh – it's just traumatizing to, for me to say it out loud. Do you know that village that, like, the houses start to float away? It starts with a P, I think. Well, anyway, so he, his house, his village house was there, and it's yeah. just, like, completely immersed, like, gone. Oh, my and God. And I was just like, wow, like that. You know, it, did, it really changed the topography. My sister told me that the park um, across the street from her house is still covered in three-foot mud. It's heartbreaking. Um, yeah, uh -huh. and everything has changed. And then just to, for people to understand, like where Volos is located, it's on the it's in Calanera, where Iris lives. It's uh, next to Pilion Mountain. Pilion is a really big mountain, and that's a, like I mean, it's a ski resort mountain. So yes, there are ski resorts in Greece. Yeah, people don't know that. Yeah, surprised. people don't know that. People immediately think when they think of Greece, they think of Sadorini, which is like such a far right. Uh, so far from every other reality, but anyway, so yeah, you know, you mentioned something while you were telling us your story about how you wanted to see upon a boy. Yeah. So he was also trying, I had met him in, in the village, uh, three or four weeks earlier and, um, Okay, okay, you're 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 going you're getting ahead now, all yeah. right? Because to me, this is a. I'm here to talk about your love story. We haven't talked. <laughs> I have so Iris hard launched that she got married on social media two weeks ago, and I immediately messaged you. I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" La, 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 la. And then I was like, "Do you want to talk about it on the podcast?" Because I love hearing stories like this. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. And uh, you surprisingly said, "Okay, so." Let's hear it. <laughs> well, I've been looking forward to telling you about it, actually, because obviously uh, your, um, you know, business and passion is matchmaking. And um, yeah, I, who would have thought that I would find someone at this point? I mean, I remember swimming with you this summer and again, having the conversation of like, that um, I, I was thinking about having a baby by myself. I'd uh -huh. given up on you know, relationships. Not that I, w I wasn't close to it, but that I just was no longer searching for it because I just wanted to kind of move on with my life and feel that I was complete and not always searching for right. another piece, which is hard, hard to do. Um, it's also hard to acknowledge that. It's hard to accept that. Yeah. After so, so, I mean, I years. had some hopes that like maybe I might meet someone, you know, in the nursing home in my 70s because of, you know, did you read that story about the, the syphilis epidemic at yeah. the nursing home in Florida? Oh, yeah. I found that to be such a story of hope. I love that. You know, I was like, okay, I mean, it's not, you know, it doesn't stop, you, you know? know the villages, <laughs> you know what the villages are? The villages is like retirement. It's the biggest oh, yeah, retirement yeah, yeah. Yes, community yeah, yeah. in the country. It's in Florida. 
I think it's made up of like, I want to say 77,000 people, or it might be 177,000 people, but they have the highest rate of STDs in the so, whole country. So inspiring. It is inspiring. <laughs> I was like, George, this could be us. Like, it's like for every orgy we don't do in our, you know, in this life right now, we can do it later, you know? It's like, there's hope. Yeah. I mean, it shows you that life doesn't just, you know, cut off at a, at a certain point. Although sometimes I think, especially as a woman, you feel that way. Like, you know, people say like, you know, everything's fine until you're 40. But after that, you know, like you're sort of going over a cliff. To when the, you turned to the 40, side. did you feel that cliff? Um, yeah, I did. I did. I mean, I had a lot of uh, uh, apprehension about that. But actually, that wasn't it didn't seem as significant as being 45, which is what I am now. Mm -hmm. I was, because then I guess, wow, I really am. You know, I'm close to 50, which is close to 60, which is close to 70. And, you know, what? how much time do I have left? <laughs> You know, I mean, because it, it speeds up when you get older, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you blink and then, and then you're on to the next life. Hey, it's Matchmaker Maria. Did you know that in 2014, I started the Agape Intensive? This is a multi-session, collaborative dating mindset reset, where I share the knowledge I have to get you into more positive dating experiences. This program is offered both virtually and in person. That's right. Our next in-person Agape Intensive is taking place in New York City, March 7th to the 10th. What I love about the Agape Intensive is that it's not built to change you, but to change your dating habits. Imagine if your entire dating history was an Etch-a-Sketch. Remember those, that red rectangle thing with the white knobs? Okay, so imagine all those lines that make up the list you've been looking for and your dating history and all of your dating fatigue. What Agape Intensive will do is shake it all up. I'm just going to clear it out. And then I'm going to teach you about compatibility and personality typing and identifying attachment styles and figuring out your self-sabotaging beliefs. And then I'm going to teach you how to use those knobs to rewrite your dating experiences. And when you finish the Agape Intensive, we don't just leave you alone. No, 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 no. You get access to our Inner Circle WhatsApp community so you can talk to other grads and you get access to our weekly office hours. That's where you get to do a 30 minute Zoom with me and the other grads every single Monday. If this is something you're interested in doing or learning more information about, check out the show notes. Hi, Maria. I was a graduate of the December Intensive and it changed my mindset. It really clarified things that I had not been able to put into words before. Two weeks after that incredible three days, I had a date with my ideal man. I can't, I, oh, it makes me flustered to think about it because I can't really articulate just how amazing it feels. Love has never felt this right. It has never felt this comfortable and it has never felt this exciting. What the intensive did for me is allowed me to not just understand who it is that I was looking for, but it helped me understand what it is that I bring to the table. So when I walked into our first date, I had a confident openness that I have never exposed to anyone I've met in my life. I just keep telling the other women from my group, my nine other ride or dies, that whatever sorcery we did together in those three days has changed my life. And I am intensely happy and I just wanted to say thank you. And for anyone who's thinking about maybe doing the intensive, sign up now, make the investment in yourself. It's, it's wonderful. It teaches you a ton about yourself. And I think maybe that's something that people don't really know is that it isn't just about finding who it is that you want, 
It's about really understanding who you are and how you operate so that you can go out there and meet the right people. I'm just blissed out. Thank you. So your vacation Kalanara, I said goodbye to you. Like I went yeah. off to Crete. And then how long later did well, let's see. I met him on Who, July. Can we know 3rd, his name 30th. or should we give him like a pseudonym? His name is Alexander. Oh my god, that's like the best name. Alexandros. Is he Greek? He's his mother's from Greece, okay. uh, from Volos. Oh. Yes. His father's Persian and he was born and raised in Germany. And they both they, his parents met in medical school in Germany. Oh. So they both went to study abroad. Okay. And then um yeah, so he's, I guess, it's always so, I, I don't really know how to describe him because he's not exactly German, but he's he's just everything. He's a third culture kid. And then he, he lives in um, in Liverpool now. At one point he was uh, in America many years ago. What languages does he speak? He speaks German, Greek, and English. And does he go by, like, what does his mom call him? His mom call him Alexandros, Aleko, Alexander? Like, what what's the what's the name he likes to be called? I don't know. Alexandros? What do you call him? Uh, I'm working on that. I mean, I call him Al Alexander because the thing is, everyone keeps calling him Alex and it's a big source of frustration for him because mm. even they automatically shorten it. So I've been mm -hmm. trying to honor him from the beginning by calling him Alexander. But then everyone else calls him Alex. So I feel like I'm this kind of weirdo. Um, his People Persian name is been... Ishkander. What? Iskander is the Persian version of Alexander. So I tried Iskander um, or Ish, or sometimes he talks a lot during movies and I don't like it. So I call him Shh. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's a sweet nickname. Shh. Shh. <laughs> but um, yeah, or I call him Dr. Montezem because he's a, a, a professor he... at the University of Liverpool. What kind of uh, professor? Of psychology. Wow. Okay. Which was a big, big red flag at first. Sure. Uh, because I find most psychologists are, that I've encountered are uh, are crazy. Most, not all, but frequently, like a higher incidence of insanity with people who are therapists or in that in that profession. It's just my own. It's anecdotal, you know. I for people who are listening to this podcast and not watching it, you heard me say sure, as in like <laughs> like I agree with you. But if you're watching this on YouTube, you know I'm just humoring. Iris says she says that. I'm not, I mean, it's, okay. It's, Listen, I, I'm not not disagreeing with you. Is that right? I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, Hannibal Lecter, right? He was a, a psychologist. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, anyway, I'm not comparing my husband to Hannibal Lecter. He's totally different. All right. <laughs> In all the important ways. Yeah, no, I, I, I hope yeah. so. Oh, you mean he's not eating your, no. your skin? Okay, good. But anyway, what uh, I mean is, so I misunderstood at first. Puts the I lotion in the basket. You he's, know? he's, you know, he's a, he's more of a social scientist. So he, okay. you know, it's statistics, and he, you know, does uh, participates in studies and things like that. So when did you meet? Because I think you no. Know, before you keep going, I want to just say like this is. I constantly tell people like if you have yourself out there. I don't believe in this thing where people say, you know, you know it's going to come when you least expect it because that's bullshit. I didn't expect it for years and it never came. So there you go. I agree. Uh, <laughs> but I do believe that you have to make an effort to go out, to be open, to be open to new experiences, be open to new solutions. Like there is this formula of meeting people and then opening yourself up to opportunity. So from what I'm gathering, and I want you to tell me the specifics 
is, you know, over the summer, you met a guy and you found out that he also lives in Liverpool and you didn't at any point go like, and you're going to tell me if I'm wrong here, but you weren't like, oh, he lives in Liverpool. Forget it. Like you have to be open to what right. possibility could happen. Right. So tell me now, like, when did I leave you? And I, cause I remember seeing you the last day before I left. Uh, I think I left you like August 1st. So that was, uh, just about the time that we met. We met on July 30th. Wow. At the okay. beach. Um, well, actually, actually, I was walking inside to the cafe there to use the bathroom at Nagual. Yeah. And then I felt someone walking in the same direction alongside me on my right. And you know how it's weird when you feel like you're walking with someone, but you're not addressing them it gets so like synced up and right but yeah. you're but you're still pretending that you're not sharing like the planet and this small space together yeah, I mean, yeah there weren't tons of crowds so anyway so i turned to my right without before looking at him and i just said are you racing me to the bathroom and those were the you said this in english yes and you just assumed that they i don't know i mean i love that i mean i wasn't really thinking much and uh he looked at me in this strange uh, bemused and somewhat irritated way and he said uh, I think there's two bathrooms so you don't have to worry and I felt like oh well he's not that uh, interested in talking so I just moved on went to the bathroom I came out uh, sat down at the beach swam at one point I turned around and I saw a friend of mine later on in the day talking to uh, talking to someone and he said Iris I want you to meet Alexander he had just met him on the on the beach, my Turkish friend Ali, and we recognized each other. Oh, it's you from before. Anyway, the moral of the story is that one of the ways that uh, we recognize we're right for each other is that had we been different people, we wouldn't have met on the way to the bathroom because we would have peed in the sea. So that's like number one that we have in common. You know, I didn't even think about this. I thought you were just going for a poop. <laughs> I mean, I actually, uh, which means, by the way, my, my <laughs> no, daughter no, no, is number exactly one. like my, my kids, not just my daughter, both of my kids. I am trying to, but like, just pee in the water. Like I have to go to the bathroom, pee in the water. Yeah. But you have to admit like <sighs> that, that place, that small little beach where yeah. it's really crowded. I mean, yeah, no, no, it's there's good. probably a lot of urine in that water, but still, I mean, anyway, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, I mean, maybe, maybe my kids that's, will. Meet that's that's on the not the most bathroom. important thing. But yeah. yes, that's how we met. And with regard to what you're saying, actually, I never talk to people that I don't already know. Mm -hmm. So turning to him and talking to the person next to me was a very kind of like, like this summer before I met him, I was really embracing this kind of radical openness which was I'd stopped searching for, uh, you know, a boyfriend or a husband or mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And I just thought, well, if I'm going to be alone in the world, then I want to have a lot of friends and I want to, you know, participate in the world around me. So I just was much more open with talking to everyone. Like my friend Ali, the Turkish guy, was another person that I had met uh, at the beach and, you know, and had this whole sort of growing group of friends. And so it's, kind of uh ironic that had i not embraced this kind of radical acceptance of okay this is my life i'm i'm single so how do i live as a single person in the world i probably would have been as i normally am more shut down more shy more directed like i'm not going to talk to some stranger or whatever and um and so we 
began um, as friends. I mean, certainly I was, he was very attractive. So I was I know, I saw his interested. Photo. I was like, well, but hubba I, hubba. You know, when we were talking, my automatic assumption was also he must be, you know, married with kids or because everyone is at a, at a certain age. Uh, I just kind of assumed, yeah. assumed that. And then uh, when he mentioned he was divorced, I tried to not look too excited. Did he mention <laughs> in that first conversation that he was divorced? Yes, I think I said I asked him something about like, oh, your kids or you know, just did he ha what, he has a kid. He has a, he has a son. And was he there with him? He was not. He was on his son was with his mother for okay. vacation, and so he was having this uh, for the first time in his whole life uh, as so, a father on vacation uh, alone. This man on vacation alone is having a conversation with a tall Grecian beauty at the beach and in that first conversation he says i have a child and i'm divorced yes i mean it wasn't it didn't come up automatically but sure. in talk we were you know talking for quite a long time about this and and that and the village and the place oh, right okay had he ever been there oh wait he's from bolos his mom right? yes so he's but, been there before yeah like once but he's oh, okay. one of the things is that he didn't doesn't typically go there because he finds it too touristy but for whatever reason he had decided is touristy yeah it's literally the local watering hole what is he saying well i guess what he means is because it's built up with cafes and Oh, and so German of him. Yeah, and so I mean, I said, well, you don't understand it. You have to get to know it. We have a great life here, and so I'm also kind of the ambassador for culinary, and I'm mm -hmm. always like evangelizing about it. Totally, come and meet the culinarians. You know, it's nice here. Oh yeah. So I, I was just like, you say, should come I back and see name. us. I what? use your name, like, um, at that beach place that we go to. I'd be oh. like, I'm Iris's friend, because <laughs> you know, sometimes I'd be like. You know, they're like, you order stuff and they're like, okay, pay now. And I'm like, I'm friends with Iris. They're like, oh, pay at the end. No. Hell yeah. Really? On day one, I, and, I set the invite. And did they, did they fine you for it? Did they add a little extra to the bill? Just no. Like <laughs> they were like, oh, the, the chips will be free. And I was like, yeah. Well, the chips are free. <laughs> no, they were just like, they were cool with it. Like, I, I don't want to pay once. Like, I know I'm going to, yeah. I know I'm going to be at the beach for the next seven hours. Right. I don't want to have to keep taking out money. Every time I'm ordering something, just give me the bill at the end. I'm good for it. I know Iris. That's what I said. Because oh. you know that guy, what's his name? George or something like that? I'm assuming his name is George or Chris. Some common Greek name. Uh -huh. um, the waiter. Alexander? Yes. <laughs> Alexi? Alec yeah, the one with the glasses. The cutie. The blonde. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Greek British or something? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So he speaks English and I was just like, oh, um, can I just pay at the end? I'm friends with Iris. That was on day one. Uh -huh. And that was it for the rest of the week. He's just like, it's fine. I don't oh. care. I was like, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Because like, <laughs> hello. Yeah. So yeah, you're definitely like the patron saint of Galanera. <laughs> Goddess. Well, I don't know about the patron saint. Although my friend was the president of Galanera years ago. And he uh, then said that one day he would present me with the key to the city. But he's no longer uh, in uh, a position of power. So I've lost the key. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did get to go to his inauguration, though. There you go. Um, in, um, what was it, Argalasti or something? And at the, inaug the inauguration for all of the local mm -hmm. presidents, um, they it was at 11 in the morning. And for the reception, they had just a giant table full of uh, whiskey and Coca-Cola. Yeah. At 11. And then people were like, okay, we're done with that now. On with the whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, people on the whiskey, man. I... At 11 a.m. Yeah. I mean. Sure. With Coke. Hello. Yeah, a little well, 
you could have, I don't know if people were mixing it. Maybe it was just. I would hope that they're mixing it. Um, so you meet Alexander and he's told you that he's divorced new kids and you're like, okay, you're trying not to hide, you know, cause he's cute too. Um, when did you, did you guys hang out again as friends? Like, so what was the next step here? Well, so. Uh, How did you let him know that you kind of like him? Well, uh, I, um, I think I, you know, we exchanged numbers because I said, oh, you should come back and meet more of the, because I was talking about the village, more of the culinarians. That's what I call them. And, um, you know, come back and see us. I said us as if, well, because it would be, you know, I didn't want to say like, you and come back and see Ollie. me. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, keep going. No, I he love was this. there with a friend of his too. So, so it did was you sort of, give him your number first? Um. I don't remember. It was sort of very organic where we were just talking about like if they were going to stay that evening for dinner okay. or not. And so if you stay, we should meet up. And so we uh, exchanged messages. Um, and then uh, I texted him later in the evening. Uh, are you coming back to see us tonight? Again, the us, right? <laughs> and he said uh, kind of very aloofly. Is that a word? Uh We'll be back. We'll probably be back within the week. We? He was there with his friend. Oh, I see. Right? So it was like a friendly. Oh, we okay. were all kind of like talking. Mm. But of course, there was interest. But it was, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah. So after that, I thought, oh, I guess I misjudged that. He's not interested in me at all. So uh, and because I'm not interested in, uh, you know, having expectations or hopes, I just put it out of my mind. And I thought that's that's it. Mm -hmm. I guess he's not interested because it was such a kind of cold response. Then the next day, I'm sitting there at the beach again, and all of a sudden, hello, hello, there he is putting his towel down next to me with his friend, and they'd come back. And then he just kept coming every day. And so, you He know, was 12-date ruling you. Yes, I was thinking of your 12-date <laughs> rule, because we kind of, I guess, you know, decided to, uh, you know, basically live together and get engaged on our second date, but like only our official second date, but it was actually right. much but it was longer as than like that. the 20th date under Maria Matt. Yeah, but so we spent a lot of time together with other friends. So we had, you know, I invited him to dinner with some of my other friends. Um, and you met his friends. Yes, That's... and uh, his brother came to visit at some point, so wow. I met him. So it was very, like, easygoing. We had, you know, some lunches together and some dinners together and, you know, just days at the beach talking. Um, but I thought that he didn't like me, and I was getting more and more sort of irritated by that because he wasn't – I mean, he kept appearing – and so I thought, well, maybe I guess he just really likes the village here and all the people that he's met. And he's just using me to get to them because like he just I mean, I would try to like, you know, I he would like, flirt a little bit at the beach. And he yeah, I would flirt a little bit. He sort of wasn't hitting the ball back. And sometimes he would text me and he would say, oh, we're at Naftilos. That's another cafe. That's right? a nice cafe. And. And I'm like, what is that? He doesn't even say we're at Naftilos, come over or join us if you want. And so since it's such a tiny village, I'm riding my bike past. I'm not going to pass without saying hello. So like, Were the you last... wearing your big hat? Yeah. Of course you were. Of That's course. Literally, anytime I think of Calanera, I swear to you, I think of you on your bike with the basket mm -hmm. and your big ass hat. That's, I take that's all I ever think about. So seriously. that makes because it's just so cute. It's like, oh, right there, there she is. So, um, so how long are we talking about here now? Because now I'm thinking like he's wasting your time for like a month. No, it was like a, a week. 
Okay. But I mean, we weren't, we were just, you know, he Chilling. was just, yeah, just among, uh, you know, my new friends, right? Okay. Um, but finally, I started to get a little annoyed because he would text, like the last time he texted me and said, yeah, we're at, we're at Naftilo. So I decide, okay, I'm going to stop by and say hello, but it's rude that he hasn't invited me. What? I'm just being summoned, you know? So I just said, hi, I'm going to lunch now. Uh, it's nice to see you guys. And then I left. And then because I'm, you know, not as rude as he is, I texted him later and I said, <laughs> I'm having lunch here. You know, if you feel like joining me, you're welcome. Otherwise, you know, I'll see you later. And then to my surprise, he turned up and he just sits there. He's not hungry. He's like, no, I'm just going to watch you eat. So he's just sitting there, you know, while I have my private banquet. <laughs> he's yeah. just watching me. And then he... um then he invited me. He said... Uh, he didn't even order a beer? I picture you drinking I think a beer. He had, a, he had a drink, yeah. Okay. I think he had a Cipertal. Yeah. Mm. And then and then he said, what are you doing on Wednesday? And I said, first of all, what is Wednesday? Because, you know, I, you lose all sense of time in August that 8th. in that town. Yeah. So I was just like, what is a Wednesday August and what 9th. is today? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I have no idea. Anyway, and then he said, I was wondering if you wanted to go to Volos with me. And so at this point, I'd completely writ written him off like whatever that that guy, I'm not going to. And and so he says, I was wondering if you want to go to Volos. And so I said, why? Because I didn't. Un <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? Why? And I'm like, well, wh what for? And he's like, well, I thought, you know, we could go to dinner. There's a lot of nice tavernas. And so I said, oh, OK. <laughs> Did you ask him, like, is this a date? No, because I still was sort of, you know, and then I thought, okay, he just wants some uh, company, some company. So I agreed to it thinking again, it's just because I enjoyed his company. So and did then, he pick you up? Like, how did you get oh, there? Oh, so that's the other thing. And then I said, well, I'd love to go, but I don't want to drive. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, can you pick me up? And he said, I don't have a car because his friend had been driving them mm -hmm. uh, every day. So... Um, I said, well, I believe you can do anything you put your mind to. And he's like, you want me to buy a car? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not telling you what to do. <laughs> but, you know, I'm here. Volus <laughs> is there. I mean, you know, and by the way, this, some of my friends gave me a hard, they said, oh, why do you have to give him such a hard time? I don't think it's a hard thing at all. Like, it's a normal thing. If you want to see someone, what, you can figure out how to call a cab or, rent a car or so I didn't say any of that because I'm not going to do you know the work for you and I don't have it's like yes I would love to go but this is the barrier and so so anyway a couple days later he said so are we you know all set for Wednesday and I said well have you provided for my transportation and he said yes don't worry about that I've rented a car but meanwhile, some of my friends were like, oh, Iris, just go. You're going to have fun. Take the bus. And I'm like, no way. I'm not going to deliver myself to him on the bus, you know? I mean, because it's just not the right feeling. It's not that I can't or don't know how to take the bus. It's that if he wants to see me and, you know, and I'm going to make an effort, then he should make an I effort. I love you so much. Like, I can't. Like, I wish people, if you're listening to this, go on YouTube and watch. My, my face is like... I'm glowing listening to this story because this is my first time hearing it. I've been waiting patiently for today to record <laughs> to find out like all the details. This is like the best detail. This is incredible because like you set the tone, like not about the transportation, but about like this whole time you felt like you were being disrespected and you're like, no, no, no. 
like respect me like i'm not gonna show up you need to help me like i like it all i'm trying to say is i like it keep going and i mean he wasn't disrespecting me before that i guess it was just that i did not understand and I, i now i appreciate his restraint in terms of he was not you know he wasn't looking to kind of seduce me yeah so he was getting to know me in a yeah. you know in a slow way intentional which was, which was nice um and and i don't think he's just and, and yeah i agree maybe that's like the wrong word i'm saying here just talking yeah. but i think it's definitely like you know you felt from what you said that like you know he's telling you where he is and you're like i'm being summoned and you're like no no like he didn't put it out there, put himself out there to say, like, I want to see you. Right. Which is to take that risk versus just taking for granted that, you know. Yeah. And so that's why I also. So what you wear? I thought it was very important that he should pick me up because it shows, it made me feel more comfortable and safe than yeah. if I were going there and I'm like, well, I don't know what this is or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, what did I wear? Uh, well, the plan was to go swimming first and then go to dinner later. So I wore a sundress with a bathing suit and then later changed into a long dress. Okay. And um, we didn't end up going swimming. We went for a walk because first we had to stop at his apartment um, just to put our coffees down. And uh, he wanted to show me the apartment. Okay. Which I normally wouldn't do that. But okay, at this point, we, well, you've we known know each, each other. Now you guys are like on your 20th right. date. So we're sitting on so. his terrace. And it's an, it's nice. It's right on the water, right behind the church where everyone gets married there. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. And uh, yeah, so we're that's a ta- nice place to have an apartment. Yeah, it is very nice. Yeah. So we're we're talking uh, for a long time, and it's I notice that he keeps, um, you know, if before I thought he wasn't flirting with me, now it was like he had, you know, he was just like looking right through at me through me or something. So I'm like, you know, all of a sudden my confidence, I'm all nervous like what is kind of happening here because even by the way when I was going there I still wasn't sure if it was a date I said to my friends Magda and Maria I think maybe I was just asked on a date here's what happened and they're like oh no you were asked he rented a a car for you well before I found out about the car when he first just right but I still was like kind of yeah and again no expectations trying not to do what I've have an easy time doing which is launch into fairy tales about you know what could be or whatever I just okay so I wasn't thinking about anything even I mean I didn't even know if we would kiss at the end of it so now suddenly we're on his terrace and um yeah and he's give at some point he uh, he kissed me <laughs> and then you know we're kissing and you know I'm I think I'm like relaxed and normal and he's like Relax, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Which, by the way, sounds really sleazy, but but like he's not he's not at all. But anyway, but I guess because I was probably like a little, you know, nervous and uh, panicked, and so he's like, "So what do you want to do?" I'm like, uh, "Weren't we going to go for a walk?" So anyway, so we leave the apartment. Smart, because That's I think it. you need he, a third location. He had yeah, yeah. he had it. Uh, now I realize like, oh, he he's planning on he wants to seduce me I, I gotta get out of here yeah not because I wasn't into him but I just wasn't you know it's not my speed you know yeah yeah um so then we went to Makarinitsa all the way up in the in the mountain what? and had dinner there wait was this the plan he had arranged this without you know Wow. Yeah. So Makrinitsa, for those who don't know, because none of you know, uh, again, we mentioned Pilion Mountain. This is like a village all the way up there. Like when I say all the way up there, it takes like 
35 minutes of car riding just to get to this like cafe that hangs over the cliff. Uh, it's <laughs> like, you're like 10,000, like you're literally where the clouds are. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. You have a beautiful Oh, it's view stunning. It's gorgeous. Like your, areas. your ears pop though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I don't know if people would take the effort for like a hookup to go all the way up there. Like that's effort. Yeah. It was really, yeah. yeah. It that's was really nice. nice. Okay. So we had to walk through the village up there and had dinner and then we came back down and um um went uh to a cafe for a uh for a drink and then at this point i'm realizing oh i forgot to say so he's supposed to fly out the next day to go uh be with his son in mallorca for the remainder of the vacation so this okay. is you know our i guess our first date and potentially you know last date yeah yeah uh but again not futurizing just yeah so but so it's around i guess midnight or one which in greece is early yeah that's when you go out right but you know still but i'm starting to think like okay the end of the night is coming and since i'm living with my parents there so i decide i asked him i'm like is it okay if i stay in the guest room tonight and you can drive me back in the morning because i don't want the night to end um but i'm concerned about the drive back right because just you know other mm -hmm. uh so he's like sure the guest room <laughs> But I really meant the guest room. Did you really stay in the guest room? Well, you know, yes, yeah, sort of. It's just that he came in there with me. But we, <laughs> but we didn't. Um, you know, we 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 were restrained. But it was very. Carol, you already passed the twelve date rule, and but it was very fine. intimate. It was very intimate. I but bet he's your friend. Of course, it's. Intimate. I mean, and yeah, it was very, it was very, uh, you know, wonderful. And, and then wait, let's, cause you before mentioned that you guys talked about your future on the second date. It was a second date the next day. No, the second date is when I went to see him in Liverpool. So anyway, so he leaves. So he takes me home the next, uh, the next morning and I'm feeling kind of sad because. I'm, well, you're drunk on oxytocin. And I'm thinking like, oh, so I'll probably, you know, our lives are incompatible and probably this might just be the end. And he seems clearly like he has responsibilities and he's, and he's, as I said, reticent. So he's not, what I liked about him is he's not making big promises about anything, even though let's say another, a person of lesser character might do that, say a lot without an intent to follow through. But so he was just not saying that you know weren't talking about mm -hmm. but then he said he started talking about um you know when we were having coffee in the morning on the way home uh about how there are uh there's a new flight to new york from liverpool via reykjavik <laughs> and i'm thinking like wow this guy really knows a lot about flight plans um <laughs> you know like part of me was like, is he hinting that he wants to come and see me? Or, you know, I don't want to assume the wrong thing because mm -hmm. in the past having like, you know, things yeah. don't work out. So I'm like, no, he probably just knows a lot about flight routes. Maybe it's like a hobby. <laughs> about Icelandic air. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, so then uh, we we said, oh, he said, you know, it's difficult to promise anything when he was uh, leaving me. He seems very distraught. So I had to console him. Uh, it's difficult to promise anything because, uh, you know, or, but, uh, you know, I hope we'll see each other again if we ever see each other again. He's saying this to you as he's leaving. Yes, as he's. That's a lot. OK. And so I kissed him goodbye. And I said, you know, it doesn't have to be that 
heavy. Uh, if we want to see each other, we will, and we'll we'll see. Yeah. So I left. I had a great time. I was telling my cousin Eleni, who was visiting and in the house, that about this fantastic date. But he lives in Liverpool, uh, and so I don't, you know, I don't know if you know anything can come from this. Or if, you know, maybe I'll never see him again. But even so, it was a wonderful time. So mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just going to be grateful for that. Because, you know, what am I going to move to Liverpool? What are you going to do? Move That's to my, Liverpool? Those are my exact words. What am I going to do? Move to Liverpool? And what did Eleni say? He didn't say it. It was, a, it was a rhetorical question. Like, of course. Like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. What if you had said that to me, I'm like, yeah, what are you going to do? Move to Liverpool? It was okay. not. on the Yeah. So I thought I would never, you know, really hear from him again. Then he starts texting me again the same day. A lot. Of course he and, is. I mean, and I was like, oh, that's nice. But still, I didn't want to get my hopes up. But he continued communicating every day. And we started having long video calls. And he suggested that I visit him in Liverpool on my way back to New York. Um, so then... That big ass storm happened. Yes, which he's now talking to his friend to try to help me to escape yeah. You know, he's like, maybe my Nothing friend can like come Nothing like a little trauma boat. to like really set the cement yes. of this. It you was know? really like, that's what they do on The Bachelor uh, to have like a trauma bond. They send them skydiving or something so that they, yeah, they, yeah. So we had, we had a little this, bit <laughs> near death. God did this to surviving you. Surviving the storm and then arriving in his arms. And, um, and, but by the time I arrived in Liverpool though, we'd had a lot of conversations, a lot of serious long conversations that suggested I mentioned to my friend Laura like I wasn't talking about it much because I didn't want to I don't know like expose the photo before it had been developed you know yeah. what I mean oh yeah so I was very quiet that about is this. a metaphor that nobody under 25 will ever understand oh <laughs> but continue um yeah so, so I was very quiet about this. I wasn't really sharing my feelings or the details with uh, my friends. But I did say to Laura, like, I, th I think he might be serious because he was speaking in about, you know, what he wants, uh, a partner for the rest. I mean, he, we were talking about yeah. serious things. I mean, you can have a lot of conversations with someone for like years and never really talk about anything important. Oh, yeah. I've, you know? I have people ask me questions on Wednesdays and they're like, how do I mention I want to get married? And I go, how long have you been dating? Six years? What? You haven't mentioned it yeah. once? Like, how does that happen? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's very, very common. So even yeah. though we hadn't known each other that long, we had there were, you know, really open, intentional, yes, yeah. forthright uh, I love and that. romantic conversations. Um, so by the time I arrived there, I mean, it had now, again, I was trying not to futurize, but it had crossed my mind like, yeah, we'll probably get married and then put it out of my mind um, because it's also. Probably but nothing prepared you that you you'd get married in the next like. No. So I arrived on a Friday and by uh, uh, and let's say uh, by Saturday morning, uh, we were sitting on a sofa and it had been decided that we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together and that I would move to Liverpool so we could start the rest of our lives right away and that uh we want to die at the same time so since he's two years older than me uh, we're gonna go for 104 and 106 yeah that's that's fair <laughs> that's great i hope that happens so um so this is, a lot, I, so this I, is like <laughs> mid-september so we met like around august so july 30th is when you first met him your first date's like august 10th ish 
from what I'm gathering. Yes. And you, in a month, September 10th, you're like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. So I called uh, my parents and told them, I'm moving to Liverpool. We're in love and we want to spend our lives together. And what did your mom say? Um, I don't remember her exact words, but uh, it was overall like positive. Which she hasn't been positive about my other relationships in, in the past. Oh, it was more, then. it was, there was something very um, different about this. There was just a kind of a calmness. You know why? Because he's from Volos. She's like, oh, a local. Yeah. Even I don't he's even, not that local. I don't <laughs> even think she knew that. She knew that. <laughs> no, but also, I mean, also the other thing is my mom can't say that much because she moved to America to marry my father. And they basically knew each other. You know, they met in the summer. He came back the next summer and the next summer and they wrote letters. So she was also marrying Oh my a God, that's my parents. That's literally <laughs> my parents. My parents met each other at a party and then they wrote letters for like two years or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, old fashioned. What's funny is that some of our... Uh, friends and and family uh have w have said to alexander and i like said they think that we're i guess they talk about like the traditional way of doing things which is you know maybe you should live together for a long time and uh you know find out everything about this no, person no, no. but the irony is is that both alexander and i are very traditional and this is the way that it used to be done so, that like you get to know someone and then finally you take a leap of faith versus you sort of you know investigate every little thing and live together and then maybe after six years you you decide. are literally you literally dated the way greek people dated pre-1980 so before 1980 because this is what i'm writing in my book too before 1980 Greek people met someone, like you saw someone. Like I'll tell you about my in-laws. My father-in-law was in was at the square and was like, she's pretty, who's that? And someone said the name and they're like, okay. And then he went back to his mom and was like, I saw her, I wanna, I wanna go out mm -hmm. with her. And then she's like, okay. And then my husband's grandmother, my father-in-law's mom, talked to her dad, cause, uh, and was like, hey, mm -hmm. my son wants to meet your daughter. And he's like, okay, we'll arrange it. My mother-in-law did not want to go out with my father-in-law uh, at all until she found out that he had a car. And then she's like, okay, I'll go out with him. And they got married two weeks later. And that is like, what I just said is like literally the most typical how I met your mother story in the Greek culture. Like people mm -hmm. knew each other for a few weeks and then they got married. And what they did was, and I'm not saying that that was necessarily a good marriage. What I'm saying is that you had to learn how to communicate and compromise at like a quick speed, Right. And again, it's very easy to say this because you're talking about like homogeneous, you know, society, right? Like everyone has the same religion. Everyone has the same culture. You can, you know, same food. Like there's not lots of. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have the situation where like right now in Greece, it's like the complete opposite. People will date for like 12 years. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, no, no, we'll get married after we have a baby. And I'm like, yeah. well, okay, but have you learned how to compromise this whole time? Have you learned how to like figure it out? I think you may have. And I love that for you. So when did you guys get married? Um, January 4th. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Nazi said that, as we say in Greek. And, and you're having a Greek wedding. So that was a civil court wedding? Yes. Here uh, in, in New, New York, York uh, he and Linus came over and the whole family was all together Aww. for a week. And Did you um, get a magnet? I got married in New York City. Uh, no, but we did get uh, T-shirts that say Spouse A and Spouse B from City Hall. Nice. Cause you have that's because I did. Um, me and my husband, we did our U.S. because we didn't want We didn't feel like translating our Greek documents to English, mm -hmm. so we got married in the U.S. first, like six months before, yeah. and we got the magnet that says like I got married at New York City City Hall or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. But then we had our Greek wedding in Greece. 
Yeah, so that's kind of what we're what we're going to do. So now we got married. It was wonderful, um, just with uh, you know my immediate family and a few friends. Uh, a few friends joined us after for dim sum in Chinatown. Yeah, and, perfect. Um, and then it was fantastic. And then he and Linus had to go back for work and school. And I'm not allowed to join them because I have to apply for my spousal visa from my home country. Mm. So I just filed the application last Friday and now am waiting uh, until I get it, until I get the approval so that I can go back. So it's a little bit odd because we were, we were, you know, together, together in this little family. And, and now I'm in exile, you know, suddenly like, did, whoa, did that even happen? How did I end up in this, you know, and now my... you're on my couch talking about it. Yeah. And, but we do have, we, ha we have plans to sort of bridge the, cause it might be six weeks until I'm approved to go back, okay. which is like, our, I mean, is the home office trying to break people up? Like why, why are they doing this to us? It's so cruel. It's six very, weeks is not that bad. Other places a lot longer. Yeah, I know. So. And this is expedited yeah. for a little extra money. I mean, I make sure. it sound like it's an under the table deal. No, it's no, not, but they're just is. like, yeah, but yeah, you can yeah. do it faster. We put you to the top of the pile if you pay a thousand more. So it's like expensive so, yeah. process too. But anyway, so what we're going to do, uh, we've been apart for now two weeks, seems longer. Uh, this weekend, we're going to meet in Marrakesh. He has a long weekend for work. And um, so we're going to have like a mini honeymoon. And then and then I have to come back here for my biometric appointment. Okay. And then uh, again, I have to wait potentially six weeks before I get approval from that date. So we're go the, uh, after that, I'm going to fly over to Europe and uh, wait for him in different European towns, and then he's going to fly to meet me on the weekends. This is so graciously romantic. I'm obsessed. Well, we're trying to make the best of yeah, it, you know? It. And I so we're it. like, okay, we'll have like a weird little... Honeymoons all across the Europe. Yes, and which part of the time I'm by myself. But it feels yeah. better because at least like if I'm someplace, let's say if I'm in France, I'll be waiting there knowing that yeah. he's going to come on the weekend versus, you know, such a long time yeah. apart. And so we'll have this nice I love that. memory. I am so happy for you. And I'm so happy you got to share this story. Now I'm so happy that you don't have to see this story a thousand times. You can tell all of your other friends. <laughs> I talked about it on Maria's podcast here. Yes. There that's, you go. I appreciate that because, yeah, it is. Because I saw your Facebook messages and I was like, holy crap, dude. Like everyone's asking, like, what happened? What? What? Yeah. What? And I was like, she's, she's going to record it and then she's going to send it to you. And now also all of my listeners get to hear, like, look at this. Your life fully changed in four months. Yeah, it changed kind of, you know, yeah, oh, even like that. E yeah, even less than that. I mean, that's what's so I love it. Strange. I love Anything it. can can happen. I mean, you're moving open. in one way and then all of a sudden it's just like a, a hard left turn and I'm so happy cuz it's really everything I wanted from when I was a kid and, and you I got and you got a stepson out of it and that's pretty cool too. Yeah, it, he's he's wonderful. He's nine, yeah. and we have a lot of fun together. So it's kind of a, a, a dream. That's amazing. Really. I'm so happy for you. Okay, I have to give you a hug. All right, all right, all right. Let me say goodbye to you. Okay. Iris, it is so amazing hearing the story because I think it, like back to what I said at the beginning of the episode, it's like, it's not about when you least expect it, it will happen. I don't, I don't believe in that. I believe it's the intention of being open and you change something, right? Like you said at the beginning of this episode that like you kind of like, you know what? I need to make friends. And you were just talking to people, things that you would not normally do. You were just talking to random people 
even on your way to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And like four months later now, we've got a husband and a stepkid. Yeah. It, it came on the heels of kind of radical acceptance of my single future turned into uh, something completely different. What do you think? I just want to ask one last question before we wrap this episode. What do you think the characters in Iris has free time or droll tales or, you know, dating for the unemployed? Like, what do you think the, the protagonist of your books would say about Iris met a guy in the village, told him to rent a car if he wants to go on a date? I did not tell him to rent a car. I said, it's that's not my business. Yeah. But anyway. Yes. Um, I think, well... I don't know. I think that they would think it's a, a, a solid development. I think they would be so <laughs> proud of you. I'm proud of you. I love this. I'm I'm just so happy. I saw the photos. You look so happy. And he looks like a really good guy. And he's cute. So, you know, well done. Thank and you. now you get to live in Liverpool. And now I have someone to visit in Liverpool. I'm looking forward to that. You must Although come. I'll probably see you only, I'll probably keep but, seeing you in Greece because that's what we do now. Yes. As soon as we figure out the uh, swimming situation. The swimming situation. We right. have to figure that out. Um, well, anyway, I just want to, again, thank you for coming on the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Where can people find you? Find me. Oh, you mean like on the internet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you'll never find me. That was my first, you know... <laughs> reaction <laughs> coppers you'll never catch me no okay uh irissmiles.com yeah i'm gonna include that in the show notes i'm also yeah. going to include um the links to your book because i love your books i think you're such a great writer and uh, it's funny because sometimes i'll be in the village with your friends who don't know you like as the new yorker they know you as you know, Iris in Greece. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, she's like a, like a big deal author. Like she's got like really good books. I'm like, really? Like, I love that they don't know. Like, it's like, you have such a separation. And I, I've said this to you before too. It's like, it's such a fun to see like both worlds. Yeah. It's a, it's another uh, life over there. Totally. Totally. That's kind of like um, when I was in Greece last summer and my cousin was out to dinner and he's like, I don't understand. What do you do? And I'm like, I'm a matchmaker. And he's like, do you have a degree in that? And I'm like, no. And he's like, okay, what, why are people here? I'm like, cause they like me. I'm on Instagram. And he's like, I don't understand. And I'm like, forget it. Like my cousin has no idea. Yeah. He's like, no um, idea well, there is a big fascination with you among some of my longtime friends in Greece <laughs> that you've met, like uh, Kuduris, right. whom, whom you've met. And he's like, yes, your friend, the matchmaker. And so they've had, they're very, uh, fascinated with uh, you as as i am <laughs> I, I, i'm fascinated by you so the feeling is mutual anyway i again thank you so much for coming on and uh i'm so happy for your friends to hear this episode i'm so happy to have heard this story and i'm so happy i get to share this with my listeners because i know that this is only going to make them believe in love more and that's just uh, i love that thank you maria thank you and thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode i want you to like it, rate it, subscribe, go on YouTube, comment, give Iris your wishes, um, a comment, and of course, be lovable, but more importantly, be likable. See you next week.